Coming up on 5-Minute News. Bolton Book adds pressure for witnesses at impeachment trial. Prince Andrew uncooperative in Jeffrey Epstein probe. And 75 years on, Auschwitz survivors warn of rising anti-Semitism. It's Tuesday, January 28. I'm Anthony Davis. Senators faced mounting pressure yesterday to summon John Bolton to testify at Donald Trump's impeachment trial, even as Trump's lawyers brushed past extraordinary new allegations from Trump's former national security adviser and focused instead on disputed facts and historical arguments for acquittal. Outside the Senate chamber, Republicans grappled with claims in a forthcoming book from Bolton that undercut a key defence argument that Trump never tied withholding military aid to Ukraine and his demand that the country help investigate political rival Joe Biden. Michael Papura, a deputy White House counsel, argued that Trump had legitimate reason to be concerned about corruption in Ukraine and, in any event, ultimately released the aid without the country committing to investigations the president wanted. Democrats say Trump did so only after a whistleblower submitted a complaint about the episode. White House counsel Ken Starr bemoaned what he said was an age of impeachment. Impeachment, he said, requires both an actual crime and a genuine national consensus that the president must go. Neither exists here, Starr claimed. The lawyers also defended the actions of Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer, whose efforts pressing for the Biden investigation helped lead to the firing of the American ambassador to Ukraine. Republican senators face a pivotal moment, and pressure is mounting for at least four to buck GOP leaders and form a bipartisan majority to force the issue. Republicans hold a 53-47 majority. John Bolton's relevance to our decision has become increasingly clear, GOP Senator Mitt Romney of Utah told reporters. Senator Susan Collins of Maine said she has always wanted the opportunity for witnesses, and the report about Bolton's book strengthens the case. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell appeared unmoved, telling Republicans at a closed lunch yesterday they would take stock after the defence team concludes arguments. Democrats argued their side of the impeachment case for three days last week, warning that Trump will persist in abusing his power and endangering American democracy unless Congress intervenes to remove him before the 2020 election. Britain's Prince Andrew has provided zero cooperation to the American investigators who want to interview him as part of their sex trafficking probe into Jeffrey Epstein, a US prosecutor said yesterday. Speaking at a news conference outside Epstein's New York mansion, US attorney Jeffrey Berman said prosecutors and the FBI had contacted Andrew's lawyers and asked to interview him. To date, Prince Andrew has provided zero cooperation, said Berman, the top federal prosecutor in Manhattan. Buckingham Palace declined to comment. 
Andrew announced last year that he was withdrawing from his royal duties amid renewed public attention on Virginia Guffrey's claim that she had several sexual encounters with the prince at Epstein's behest, starting when she was just 17. It isn't clear what legal exposure Andrew might have in the case, if any. The age of consent for sex in England is 16 and 17 in New York. However, Guffrey claims that she was paid by Epstein for her sexual encounters with Andrew. That could constitute a violation of US sex trafficking laws if she was under age 18 or was coerced into unwanted sex acts. In a TV interview last fall, Andrew insisted he was out having pizza with his children on the night Guffrey says they were together in London. Survivors of the Auschwitz death camp prayed and wept as they marked the 75th anniversary of its liberation, returning Monday to the place where they lost entire families and warning about the ominous growth of anti-Semitism and hatred in the world. About 200 camp survivors attended, many of them elderly Jews and non-Jews who travelled from Israel, the United States, Australia, Peru, Russia, Slovenia and elsewhere. Many lost parents and grandparents in Auschwitz or other Nazi death camps during World War II, but were joined by children, grandchildren and even great-grandchildren. They gathered under an enormous heated tent straddling the train tracks that had transported people to Birkenau, the part of the vast complex where most of the murdered Jews were killed in gas chambers and then cremated. Auschwitz was liberated by the Soviet army on January 27, 1945. Ronald Lauder, the president of the World Jewish Congress, spoke, explaining how after the end of the war, when the world finally saw pictures of gas chambers, nobody in their right mind wanted to be associated with the Nazis, he recalled. But now I see something I never thought I would see in my lifetime, the open and brazen spread of anti-Jewish hatred. In Paris, French President Emmanuel Macron paid his respects at the city's Shoah Memorial and warned about rising hate crimes in the country, which increased 27% last year. That anti-Semitism is coming back is not the Jewish people's problem. It's all our problem. It's the nation's problem, Macron said. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering unbiased, verified, and truthful world news daily. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.